Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous, and it truly takes a train. You may notice that Mac isn't here. Yeah, I don't think Mac could handle taking another train. She has limits. So since Mac isn't here, uh, we have recruited, once again, <laughs> Mr. Annie. Hello. DJ J Crates. Shock Jock DJ J Crates. Thank you very much. Your wacky morning radio host. I'ma just call you John. And you're here to join us for season two, episode 18, Rock and Roll Express. I liked trains when I was a kid. Uh, I should rephrase that. I liked trains before I saw this episode. This is just ruined trains for everybody. The title says Rock and Roll Express, but I have always called this episode Taking a Train, and I'm pretty sure everyone else has too. I think the episode is definitely called Taking a Train. Because that's what they do. This is an episode that is co-written by two people who have written no other gem episodes. Steve Mitchell and Barbara Petty. And it shows. They could also call this episode Rio Saves the Day. Why? Rio's in this episode way too much and he does way too many things. Yeah. So get this about Steve Mitchell, though. This dude wrote a handful of G.I. Joe episodes, but his main thing? He co-wrote a 1986 slasher flick called Chopping Mall. Meanwhile, Barbara Petty sampled the full Hasbro suite. She wrote Gem, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, and Transformers. Uh, but she was also the script supervisor for a bunch of softcore porn TV movies in the 90s, including one about sexy Amazonian warrior women called Dinosaur Island. Uh, adding that to my Netflix queue. Yeah. Do softcore porn TV shows need script supervisors? I feel like that's a redundant job at that point. Anyway, let's take a train. <laughs> we open at a train station where Jem is announcing that they're doing a tour by train to play for all their small town fans, although presumably only the ones who live close to a train station. Also, nowhere north of Texas and nowhere south of Indiana. You know what you did, Kentucky? Everybody is also in just the worst cowboy outfits, and uh, the best part is these aren't going to be the worst outfits. Apparently, all of the proceeds for this tour will be donated to the Starlight Foundation. So they're doing a charity tour to give money to themselves. Yeah. Is that philanthropy or embezzlement? Also, along with giving money to themselves, the Starlight Girls are coming along, quote, for a chance to see this great country of ours. Pan over to the Starlight Girls doing manual labor just out of eyesight. They're, uh, they're free labor for this. I'm pretty sure OSHA needs to get involved and shut this down, especially since they're using an old-timey steam engine. Yeah, this is the Hogwarts frickin' Express. What is this? Dr. Brown needs to show up with special colored logs to make it go 88 miles an hour. I'm pretty sure this is one of Thomas the Tank Engine's friends. I think they got this engine from the Isle of Sodor. There's somebody shoveling coal into this darn thing. Probably one of the Starlight Girls. Probably all of the Starlight Girls. Anyway, Rio's here. Can we shove him into the boiler? Rio, I'm so glad you're along for this trip, said no one. Well, I think you mean Jem. Jem said that. Anyway, we're taking a train. <sighs> taking a train downtown? No, just taking a train. Taking a train. Taking a train. Taking a train. Yeah, we got our music video here, which is I'm taking a train. And okay, so the lyrics are bad. Real bad. The lyrics are mostly taken a train, and then, like, with a couple of other words strung in between them. 
Musically speaking, I kind of like it. It's a little bit like a Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band song. If the lyrics weren't so terrible, I'd probably like it a lot more. Yeah, it's about like taking a train to see her sweetie and her sweetie is Rio. And it's like, look, look, girls, girls, I know for a fact there's like 800 J-pop songs that are doing the same idea, but infinitely better than you. Yeah, but in this one, Kimber gets to use the choo-choo sound on her keyboard. Why does she have a choo-choo button on her keyboard? All right, everybody, everybody, shut up. Pay attention. Lindsay's show is on. Hey, Lindsay, bring us out of these doldrums. Lindsay calls this train thing a whistle-stop concert tour. Lindsay, honey, no. No, you've been sitting on that barely a pun for a while now. No. At least they don't say something like, you'll be whistling their tunes all the way through the... (laughs) Wow, you couldn't even finish that one. Your soul just died halfway through. She also calls it the hottest news in the music world, which is like what she calls every single thing Gem and the Holograms are doing, and naturally, as soon as she says that, it summons the misfits. They're gonna go share the train glory, I guess. Also, like, they show this map of the United States of where they're going, and it is the most startlingly accurate map of the contiguous United States that I've ever seen in this show. It's got, like, state lines and borders. You can clearly tell which state is which. It's bizarre, frankly. These guys are going through California, Arizona, New Mexico, a teeny-weeny little bit of North Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, while bypassing Chicago entirely. They are just wallowing in Indiana, though. Like, they start from the very south, miss Louisville, and just head straight up north, and then over into Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York, which is definitely where all the small towns are located. Well, they were until New York City ate them. In the meantime, though, our next stop is Rock Canyon, Arizona, where it's about to be aggressively Western. We cut to uh, the police station in Rock Canyon, Arizona, where a guy with the rattiest mustache ever is getting kicked out of town, basically. Does he have a name? I don't think we ever get a name for this guy. No, which is funny because the sheriff gets a name. The sheriff is like Sheriff Dodd. But this grifter who ends up being one of our antagonists for this episode has no name. I just have him down here as Radius Mustache and or Canadian Tuxedo. He's like a Ratty Rousedower. So Ratty Rousedower turns around after his stint in the sheriff's office and sees a banner and says, Gem in the what? This is fair. Anyway, over at Rock Canyon Station, here comes an entire town of people who look like they got dressed up for the rodeo or the 4th of July parade. Or both. Somebody rode an actual horse up to this train station. Not just up to the train station, but into the crowd. Also, don't look too hard at the horse. You can't draw a horse. It's impossible. So Ratty Rousedower pops up and he asks some of the kids what's going on. They're like, it's for Gem and the Holograms. They're collecting money for charity. We're going to give all we can. He's like, you do that, kids. You do that. And he strokes his chin. And then we get some super uncomfortable native outfits. Yeah, they're real bad. And they're on Jim and the Holograms. And it's really like, ooh. Jumpin' Jehoshaphat, what is she wearing? It real bad. It's like Coachella with glitter all over it. It's like a racist Halloween superstore threw up in the train. And then it threw some glitter on the barf. It's like a confetti can and got tossed onto a pyre at Burning Man. They're not good. We'll just choo-choo on past all this. Ratty Rousedower, meanwhile, uh, brings a cup of coffee to the security guard who's guarding the safe. 
The security guard says, thank you, stranger, for this coffee. Chugs 10 ounces of coffee in one gulp in the blistering Arizona sun and then wonders why he suddenly gets sick. Ratty Rousdower just got out of jail. Does he just have like five pockets of roofies? Is he just ready for any situation? It's like, oh, I'll drug that guy. We'll find out later that he drugs another dude. He's just like, that's his first and only response to any sort of like mild inconvenience. I'll just drug him. Wow, this line at the DMV is real long. Does anybody want lemonade? I'll just drug all of you. Oh, and Rio finds the guard passed out at the table in the safe car. Weirdly enough, Ratty Rousdower didn't take the opportunity while this guard was passed out to, I don't know, steal some money. He's playing a long con. Also, this guard is carried away on a stretcher, and I don't think they uncovered his head. Rio finds the guard unconscious in the car, and the very next shot is some medics carrying a body out of that car with a sheet over his face. Rio is on a payphone and he's telling, like, presumably the company that he hired the security guard from that's like, yeah, they said it's food poisoning. How bad food poisoning? Uh, very. Lethally bad. So instead he's like, yeah, okay, just give us a new security guard. We'll meet him in Mesaville, New Mexico. And meanwhile, Ratty Rousdower is around the corner and is like, yeah. Rubbing his hands together. He's ready. The holograms head off. In their awful costumes, Rhea and Ashley hang out on the caboose and enjoy the view. And Ashley's like, I really wish I didn't have to be used for manual labor. And Rhea's like, but you've got a very important job, Ashley. It's so important. You say job like you pay me. Yeah, it's not so much a job as it is a responsibility that she did not ask for. It's a chore. She got voluntold. Anyway, here come the misfits in a plane. I'm bad at describing planes. This is like an old-timey Indiana Jones plane. As they're buzzing the train, Pizzazz reaches for the controls, yanks it back. The plane starts to go straight up, which is a very bad thing for a plane to do, and it stalls. As they plummet towards the ground, uh, that's surprisingly not our commercial break. The misfits... Pilot, like, pulls the nose up right at the last minute, but of course it's not high enough to really gain any altitude, so he crashes. Everybody's fine, but Rio's like, oh, we better pull the emergency brake to check it out. Rio, you don't actually care. Yeah, since when does Rio care about the misfits? He was going to let them rot in jail for a day or two after K-Jim. But he pulls the emergency brake, and the train stops. The misfits are all fine, so's the pilot, but the plane's broken, and the pilot's like, it's gonna take me a week to fix the plane. And At least a week. This thing is, like, trashed, destroyed. There's structural damage, and he's like, at least a week. I don't think this is a salvageable plane. No! No, it is wrecked! It was old as balls before you crashed it into the ground at high speed. The misfits only hear the part about a week, and they're like, what are we supposed to do until then? Rot in the desert, bye! And then they're like, hey, Jerrica? Jerrica, you want to let us on the train? They've just taken for granted now that the holograms will save their asses when they do something dumb. It worked in Mexico. And Jerrica's like, I guess we can't leave them to die in the desert. Get on the train! Okay, here's my question, though. What's that pilot doing? Yeah, they're just leaving him in the desert. He's fine. How many skill points does he have sunk into survival? Back on the train. The Misfits, it turns out, all brought a change of clothes, and it's their punk rock cowboy outfits from the World Hunger Shindig. And then it turns out they're also all six years old and just straight up have a food fight in the dining car. Rio comes charging into the dining car, yelling at them for having a food fight, and he chases them to the observation car. And he locks them in. The observation car is basically a giant glass box. They're in the desert. 
It's really hot. He just basically locked a dog in a car on a hot day in the parking lot for a couple of hours. You don't do that. Why would you do that? And the misfits are like, this is ridiculous. Wait a minute. Why don't we just leave? And instead of going out the other side of the car. Well, that would be hard. They go through the ceiling. They go out onto the roof. And Stormer's like, Pizzazz, are you sure this is a good idea? And there's a line missing from this episode where Pizzazz should have said, of course not. Bad idea, but we're owning it, girls. Let's make it happen. Before they can do that, though, what happens? But of course, here comes a tunnel. A memento mori. <laughs> By all of the Misfits dolls and take off their heads. That's our commercial break. There's a smokestack there, right? They're shorter than the smokestack. They got plenty of clearance. Nope, tunnel. They're gonna die. So instead, let's leap off into a pond that suddenly showed up. I think you're being generous calling this a pond. This is clearly a ditch filled with water. Anyway, the misfits climb out of the ditch and immediately come across some kids with horses. Three kids with horses. They're just hanging out in the middle of nowhere. Playing tag, I guess? On horseback? And then they try to get the kids to help them catch up with the train. And as they're trying to persuade them, they're like, hey, don't you know where you are? We're the misfits. We need your help. And then Stormer pipes in with, it takes a lot to survive out here. And I was like, oh, no, I know what song's about to happen. Here it comes. And they're transported to a jungle. Yeah, nice. It takes a lot to survive. It's our second song. We last saw this one in Island of Deception. Is that where the bear was hanging out on the boat blocking the uh, hologram projections? Yeah, it's one. This is still, I believe we touched on this the last time this song showed up. This this is not the proper spelling of a lot. The one thing you need to survive is an a lot. It's a big fuzzy a lot. They're helpful. You can ride them out of the desert. They'll keep you warm. You can cut them open and sleep inside them. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Anyway, the misfits are attacked by a pink panther. My notes on this music video are just jungle, volcano, horses, last swing a mountain lion, rattlesnake cobra. Wait, do you think they got transported to like a no man's sky planet and it's just like random animal parts thrown together haphazardly? Oh, sure. And biomes, just biomes on top of biomes. Yeah, I could be into that. So this is like not diegetic this doesn't actually happen but it kind of does because they definitely weren't in the jungle or chased by a panther but also they did catch up to the train on horses you know trains known for being slower than horses that's why they're measured in more than horsepower luckily Rhea is still hanging out on the back of the caboose and is like oh wait the misfits I guess they're here. Guess we better emergency stop the train. That engineer must hate them. I wrote down as a note, not realizing what would happen later in the episode. That thing's going to stop working. They're pulling it so much. See, it's a good episode. It's a good thing they did that. The misfits clamber back on the train, but not before the kid's like, hey, you were going to give us your autograph. Despite the fact that when we met them, they were like, we're the misfits. And they said, who? So they arrive at Mesaville, New Mexico, and Braddy Rousedower is the new security guard. He's very happy to take real good care of all that loose cash you have lying around, Rio. Who would say this? I mean, look, I work in retail. We deal with, like, you know, people coming in to get money and stuff all the time. And nobody's like, yeah, hey, cop. Yeah, I need you to protect my loose cash. Just just all around. Look at all this loose cash. It's just falling out of my pockets. Ashley, meanwhile, definitely didn't volunteer for this manual labor. Where are all the other Starlight girls? And as Rio's like, come on, Ashley, we have to set up for the show. She's like, no, I'm like 14. I'm going to go do 14-year-old girl stuff. Because they're about to set up for the new concert at Mesaville. And he just 
bursts in. It's like, hey, hey, you, get the gear here. Yeah, I know I'm the roadie, but you do it. I don't wanna. So Ashley bails, like, the moment she leaves, the misfits come in. And they decide they're going to sabotage all the gear, which also means that we learn that Roxy can just pluck guitar strings apart by hand. What the hell kind of top coat is she using on her nails? Because I want it. She grew up on the streets. This is what you learn. They sabotage the rest of the instruments. Pizzazz just sort of sticks gum in the keyboard. Storm is like, this seems like kind of a jerk thing to do. And Pizzazz says, you're a jerk thing to do. She says this while taking apart a microphone. She's just unscrewing all the parts. Like, this seems awfully mean. And then they hear Rio coming in Amsgray. And you know what? This is like the second time. I swear in this episode, Rio feels like he's like the adult. Careful, we gotta get out of here before the grown-ups come. And oh no, the grown-up is mad at us. Feels like Rio has a lot more authority here in this episode than he really should ever. Yeah, it's very clear that the people who wrote this episode were very unfamiliar with Rio as a character and what he is capable of and what his role is. Because it is not any of this. It feels like almost like the writers didn't know how to write a story that centered around women. So they had to center Rio. No, I would agree with that. What have you been saying all week, Annie, that, you know, last episode they rescued the president? And this episode it's like, oh, Rio, can you fix it? Oh, Rio's going to be mad if we don't do the thing. Teehee. I rescued the president of the United States of America. He knows my secret, Rio. You don't. Yeah, so Rio's like, oh, where's Ashley? Oh, I guess I got to take this equipment out like it's my job or something. In brackets, it is. I'm pretty sure he's a roadie in this episode. He usually is. He's at least like the sound guy half the time, right? Then we get confirmation that Gem and the Holograms never, ever do sound check. Ever, 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 ever. Because everything immediately falls apart right as they start playing the song. And then Rio is like, I bet Ashley did this out of spite. Rio, really? You're on a train with the misfits, Rio. Have you met the misfits? I don't think Rio has a very good job with object permanence. He hasn't seen the misfits in at least 20 minutes, which is outside of his usual memory span, so he forgot that they were even around. Jerrica's like, okay, Rio, it probably wasn't Ashley. And Rio, true to form, doesn't apologize, doesn't acknowledge, just says, yeah, well, I'm gonna go see if there's a music store in town. That's right, they don't have spares. Again, that's probably Rio's job, and he was like, ah, oh, we'll be fine. We only saw the Misfits messing up one instrument for each band member. Jem says, I better find Ashley before Rio does. What is Rio gonna do to Ashley if he finds her? This is a huge red flag. He'll throw her in the boiler. Kimber, meanwhile, is very proud of her joke, which is, I'm gonna go tell the audience to hold their horses. Ah! It isn't nearly as funny considering that they're going to have to hold literal horses in some cases. Seriously, why would anyone let you ride a horse right up into the crowd? It's fine. Horses are known for being calm and never kicking anyone ever. So I guess we found Ashley. We just kind of cut to Jericho walking in with Ashley. Yeah, while Rio restrings everything. And he's like, hey, Ashley, you broke everything. Good thing I fixed it. And Jericho's like, dude, did you ask her if she did it? Because we just did and she said no. Granted, that is what she would say if she'd done it, but doesn't give an excuse for Rio being a putz. Anyway, the Misfits find out that they're about to put the concert on again because it was surprisingly easy to buy new equipment. And then they decide, well, we need to make more mischief. 
And then they see the engineer who apparently took this train right out of the station at Conjunction Junction. That's how engineers dress, right? Yeah, it's 1986. And they just sort of pop off the front of the train of their coal-powered steam engine. And the misfits are like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I can't keep track of what's the A, B, or C plot. So meanwhile, with Ratty Rousedower's plot, he's just rubbing his hands all over the money. With all this money, I'll be in Clover for the rest of my life. What what does that mean? It means to be lucky, to have good fortune. We had to look it up. It's a phrase I've heard maybe one other time in like a Bare Naked Ladies song. Wait, that's the song about shooting yourself. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So well, there's anyway. Two. There's the regular break <laughs> and chugga chugga pass all that. To the misfits thinking that stealing a train is a super great idea, don't you need like keys to do something like this? Did they leave the keys in? You just pull levers, it's fine. So they pull a regular brake, and then as the train gets started up, Jetta gets shoved back and gets her foot stuck in some of, like, the gears for some of the other levers. And meanwhile, the holograms are like, Whoa, the train's moving! I never prepared for this! Let's all fall down! And that's the last we'll see of them until, like, Rio catches up with the train. So Jetta's foot is stuck in the levers, which means that I guess that means that the train's accelerating uncontrollably. Yeah, and as they come up to a sign that says slow, steep downgrade, Stormer's like, pizzazz! We're on a runaway train! Memento Mori. Everybody's gonna die. By our train set. Every single member of the main cast is about to die. They're about to fall to their deaths in a fiery train explosion over a cliff. You didn't buy enough dolls. Except Rio, who at some point got off the train again? Yeah, he got off the train again, and then he had like a hilarious spill as the platform just completely fell apart after the train left. Can we get a gif of that on loop? Because that's good. That's in good action. So after we come back from a commercial break, all those sort of plot lines that we had rolling around, we're going to try and smush them all together. We start with Rio being helped to his feet by those kids with the horses from earlier. I guess they rode all the way into Mesaville. I guess they live here. And Rio's like, I have to catch up with this train. How am I going to do it? I can't ride a horse. So what's the next best thing? Oh, look, a motorcycle. I'll steal it. No one will ever know. Rio just steals that motorcycle and rides it over the tracks, which seems like it would be much smarter to ride that on the dirt next to the tracks. Well, it'd be a lot easier on Rio's nuts. I'll say that much. Ratty Roundstower makes his way to the engine, I guess, with, like, the money in hand. Why would he go up there? Is it because he's like, oh, the train's going too fast for me to jump off with this sweet cash? I don't know. I don't know why he gets up there. I'm not sure how. And he bumps his way past the misfits and slams into a switch, clearly labeled emergency brake, that nobody thought to touch. And somehow that damages the emergency brake. There's a little spark and everything. It's like... That's how you know it's busted. This half of the episode is a lot like that movie that came out a couple years ago, Oz the Great and Powerful, in that it's about a bunch of women who sit around for no good reason until a male character comes along to do stuff for them. Yeah, they needed a big strong man to pull Jetta out of there. I mean, it's just how it works. I've seen Pizzazz gently nudge somebody and send them flying 30 feet. Pizzazz has superpowers. So Ratty Rousedower is the one who figures out, oh, let's just get Jetta's foot out of the levers. Okay, now let's pull the brake. Oh no, I broke the brake. Everything in this train is made of tin foil. It's like a big steel lever and it just snaps. Meanwhile, Rio 
arrives on his bike and pulls himself aboard the caboose. And straight up, like these Rio action scenes that we have for here in the rest of the episode, startlingly well animated. It got real anime up in here. I think they saved money on background since it was all just desert. Rio comes across the holograms and says, pull the emergency brake like that hadn't occurred to them before now and it probably hadn't. Apparently it didn't because the emergency brake only broke like a couple minutes ago. They've just been sitting on the floors until then. Anyway, the emergency brake does doesn't work. They say, oh no, what are we going to do? And Rio directs them saying, we have to shut off the train manually. So they all just sort of coo nervously and gather around Rio as he brings them all towards the front of the train. Jerrica just saved the president. As they're moving towards the front of the train, here's something to keep in mind. Jerrica was in this episode a little earlier in a couple of scenes. Jerrica and Jem were both on this train. Where does Rio think Jerrica is? They go through the whole train to get to the front. Surely at some point he has to say, where's Jerrica? She just fell off the train. She's in the desert somewhere. It's fine. Don't worry about it. They get to the baggage cart and it's locked. So they have to go over. And as Rio reaches for the first safety rail on the roof of the baggage cart, it just snaps off in his hand. Out of tinfoil. And then he goes up and tries again while Jem's like, oh, Rio, be careful. Ugh. And then he grabs for the further handle, and then instead of using the handles on the fast-moving train, he stands up. I would have loved for there to have been another tunnel just then. Oh my gosh, please. We cut back to Mesaville, apparently, where a couple of old-timey sheriffs and, like, bankers find that there is the actual security guard in the closet because he was drugged, while our friend, uh, Ratty Rousedower, snuck aboard the train. And stole his uniform. This guy is in his underwears. Meanwhile, Rio was made his way to the front of the train. My only note is just Rio saves the day. Ugh. Yeah, that's the name of this episode. It could just be Rio saves the day. Also, Jem sings a song or two. Rio is the only one who thinks to like open up the thing, grab the rest of the handle that is made of tinfoil and actually stop the train. He's like, oh, we have to slow it down so it doesn't stop all at once. Otherwise, we'll derail. Where does he know this? Rio apparently knows things about trains. So the train just pulls to a stop right at the next town. Rowdy Rousedower is just like, well, I guess I'll just take this money away and then just saunters off the train and is promptly arrested. Yeah, he basically tries to Zoidberg out of the scene. And Stormer admits that, well, we started the train and we're sorry. And the holograms make them carry luggage somewhere. For some reason. They take luggage off of the train and move it away from the train. But I don't know to where because they're staying on this train. They were told that they would have to do something for the concert and they were like, nuts to that. Let's just steal some clothes and leave. Oh, all right. I'm into that. And then we get our music video. Gem and the holograms all across the country. This is actually an original song. What's with all the jingoism in these last couple of episodes? What is going on? Hey, look, I'm glad we live in this country because this is a country where everybody tries and helps other people and stuff. Yeah, nobody does that in any other country. Did you see that guy hitting the fence, Kit? And like the holograms are all dressed up in these patriotic outfits because I guess this is an America episode for some reason. Well, because America is known for trains, not Japan, who loves trains more than life itself. And that's the end of the episode. We just stop with that song. Except I have so many expletives to say that I can't say because this is a PG podcast. It's a special repeat performance of Taking a Train. Because that's what we needed to hear again. Because it's the good song. 
And that's our episode. That's the end of the episode. That was Taken a Train. That's actually one of my least favorite episodes of the season. It's not good. So join us next time for Mardi Gras and apparently Kit screaming a lot. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We are also on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere except for Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, subscribe, whatever, uh, wherever you find our podcast is always super great and very appreciated and helps our metrics a little helps us get discovered by more people who want to listen to girls screaming about glam rock if you have some dollars getting around you can contribute to our patreon patreon.com slash the gem jam we've got some great stuff coming up no matter what we love you all the same so until next time with the mardi gras dear listeners i'm annie i'm kit i'm mr annie and this has been the gem jam we remind you a picture is worth a thousand outrageouses